All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the uh, Thursday edition. The Jason Greger Show. Oh, man. It's going to be a tough show. I'm not going to lie. Probably uh, tougher than you think. Um, Gregor Show, as always, is presented by uh, PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's uh, only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta. We have uh, a show unlike any show I've ever done. I've hosted this show for a long time. Um, it's actually, uh, it's funny that... Uh, it's January 11th, 2024, 20 years ago, 23 years ago, and uh, one day is, uh, is when I interviewed with John Short. It was January 10th of uh, 2001. I was going to school at Nate, and there had been an opening. I was in my third semester. There was an opening to be the uh, on-site producer, uh, part-time uh, for John's show, uh, Rob Kerr, who was uh, the regular guy, uh, they wanted him to start going to the home games and uh, you know report, watch the game, do some stuff, and then come back after. And so they needed someone to uh, basically fill in on weekdays on home games only. Uh, that was going to be that was the the job requirement. Pretty simple. John was uh, well, it was uh, twenty three years ago, so Johnny would have been sixty three at the time. Because uh, he he passed away today at the age of eighty six, he uh, would have turned eighty seven on January thirty first, and John Short was the main reason why I got into sports talk radio. I think uh, there's probably a lot of people listening who uh, grew up listening to John, and uh, he was an awesome radio host, but he was a better guy. And I had the, uh, the pleasure I could call him a friend uh, many years later. Who would have known that a young kid from New Sarepta used to call into a show when he had kids' night 
and then uh, graduated. I got a little bit older, so I could call in on the normal nights. And I uh, did an interview with John, and all he did was ask me a few f- sports questions. And uh, so at that time in my life, it was like the easiest job interview I'd ever done. And like the next day, he called me and said, okay, you know, you're in. And uh, so it was a thrill. All right, I was in. I was at Nate. I was in school, and on uh, weekday games, uh, we did the show at Northlands Park at the racetrack, and so it was great because I got free food every night. And so, as a young guy going to school, and so I would go to school, and then uh, I was just working the home games a night uh, when Rob would go to the games, and then Rob actually got really sick for a month, and so the whole month of March, I uh, I would go to school at, during the day, and then I did a show every night from uh, from nine to midnight. And, you know, so it started out, I thought I was just going to be there, run his printer and everything, print off stories for me. The internet was not, it was barely around then in, in 2001. It was in infancy stage, right? There was nothing really about it. You, you know, you had the CP to get all the wire stories and it would come up on your computer and then you'd print off the ones that were, uh, were relevant to the, to the day. And, um, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. And, you know, one night one of our guests didn't show up and John, you know, looked at me and says, hey, uh, turn your mic on. And you know, he asked me some questions. We went on air and talked. And, and afterwards the show was over and he said, you know, you're pretty good. We'll bring you on more often. And that was that was the start for me to get into uh, sports talk radio. It was unreal. I was actually supposed to do my practicum at Ched. And um, John, John had found out in March, he's like, well, what are you doing it there for? I'm like, well, I didn't know where else. I, was. I didn't, didn't think I could do it with you. And he says, well, why don't you? So I switched and best decision I made. And I ended up, uh, you know, working uh, under John, and and he was great for me because he was not a micromanager at all. Uh, his uh, his wife Marta would tell you he's not a manager of anything, <laughs> and it was it was great. Uh, I learned a lot um, to to be able to to work beside someone that you uh, you grew up. Uh, really listening to and like, like I never would have thought ever that I could, uh, you know, like I wanted to be like John Short. And, and have a, a sports talk radio show. It took me a while to, to, to kind of go back to school and do all that stuff. But you know, who would have thought at that time that it would have come to fruition? And uh, it was it was great. And he uh, he gave me so much opportunity. And that was um, I'm a fairly independent person. Um, I didn't like to be micromanaged, and you know I wasn't afraid to try new things and. You know, John says, well, hey, just try this and try this and try that. And it was, it was awesome. When I started writing, I would, I would, uh, reach out to him sometimes for advice on, on different things. And it was, uh, it was truly great. It, it became a, a really good friendship. One of the, uh, the thrills of my life was when we, uh, we got to surprise Johnny. And, uh, I think some of you who are listening now were probably listening then. We, uh, we surprised John for his 80th birthday party. And uh, we surprised him at the studio back at uh, CFRN. And he, uh, you know, he thought he was coming in just to do my show that day. And it ended up we had a bunch of surprises. We and um, had all sorts of guests downstairs in the, in the cafeteria, and they would come up every segment. And we would bring up a, kind of a new person that uh, you know, Kevin Lowe came and Randy Gregg, and there's lots of football guys and hockey guys and lots of amateur sports because John was huge into amateur sports at the time, and uh, it was wonderful. So. Um, John passed away peacefully this morning. He was, uh, he was 86. Um, uh, Marta had, uh, been there yesterday. His daughter, Aaron, and, uh, and son, Michael, my condolences to, of course, I work with Michael too, and let's go outdoors, uh, when we were at the back, at, way back at the, uh, CFRN building. It, uh, it was great, man. Like, I don't, 
You know, I'll miss John. I'm very happy. We had a really good conversation um, right before Christmas. Um, John had been uh, battling, and anybody who knows John, he was he was pretty private. Um, I am allowed to say this. I talked to Marta, but uh, John had been battling uh, leukemia for a bit here, and uh, the uh, the treatments weren't working anymore, and so he knew that, and, and he was at peace with it. Um, but he actually got pneumonia, and uh, and that's uh, he ended up in hospital here on um, Saturday. And uh, passed away peacefully this morning. Um, Marta came and she was there. And it was beautiful that she got to be there. Knowing John, that was his way. He got to say goodbye. And uh, he will be missed. He was somebody who influenced a lot of people. I know Speck's going to come on the show today. Uh, we're going to have lots of other guests to uh, to talk about uh, John in, in different forms. We're going to talk some sports because I know it's a sports show and Johnny would be like, stop talking about me. I know him. So we won't dedicate the whole show to him at all, but I wanted to mention that. And um, unfortunately, that's not the uh, the only bad news I have to share with you today. Um, this one's this one's different. Um, you know, I, I feel for the family for sure, for, for John. Um, what I'm about to say now, I'm just going to tell you in advance. This is going to be tough. Um, early this morning, thankfully with his uh, wife and family beside him uh, in the house, um, our, uh, our regular Thursday and Monday co-host, Robin Brownlee, um, had a heart attack and uh, passed away too. So Annalyn and Sam and Michael, <laughs> I feel for you. Annalyn was so strong when she called me today. I was amazed. Um, uh, Rubes, as we like to call him, Ruben Bronte was 65 years of age. He had, uh, became, you know what, uh, him, him and Annalyn, uh, uh, Annalyn had Michael, um, prior to Robin, and then uh, they got married, and uh, they had Sam, and Sam and Robin shared the same birthday, August 16th, and, you know, Sam was a miracle baby. Robin's written about it at Orders Nation many times, and I can tell you, I haven't known Rubes for as long as I have, um, real good friend. He, uh, his priorities really changed when he became a, uh, a husband and a, and a father, he uh, he's talked about it on our show, so I'm not speaking out of school here. He uh, his dad and, and mom they were very young when he was born. He was dad was 18, mom was 17, I think. And um, you know, it, his dad didn't turn out to be a great father or a great husband, and by any stretch of the imagination. And um, you know, R- Robin, you know, he didn't realize them. He carried around a lot of that pain for a long time. You know, he was angry at times. Some people have met Robin as kind of a crusty guy. But if you really got to know Rubes, he was one of the most genuinely caring and passionate people ever. And when he became a father, the thing I was most proud of about him as a man was that he he didn't follow in the cycle of his father. He broke that cycle and became a man who showed his sons how to love. Yeah. Sorry, how to be uh, passionate and tender and caring to his sons and his wife, especially, and to his friends. Like, it's funny, Rubes never texts me, 
But he would DM me on Twitter and I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm not on Twitter all the time. But uh, he would send me DMs on Twitter. And lots of them were always just like, like never forgot a Father's Day. He always wished me happy Father's Day. Um, you know, he always, when I wrote the article about my dad, because uh, he didn't have a great relationship with his father. And he said that reading those really reminded him why he needed to have a great relationship with his kids. And he did. He was... His family was, became his number one priority because for a long time, Ron was a great writer, still was a very good writer, but his priorities were family first. Oh, and, and he'd live by that all the time. And he, you know, he, he admitted that, you know, he missed being on the beat sometimes, but the biggest joy of his life was introducing Michael and Sam and Annalyn to cars because Rubes, you know, everybody remembers that melon of a Biscayne that he drove. <laughs> and uh, his love of cars, he was a huge motorhead. He loved cars. Uh, he loved music. Uh, his son Michael was big into music. Uh, Robin said he loved just listening to him jam and play. Uh, Sam became, uh, you know, really loved basketball, played all the time. I remember Robin telling me when Sam was about 11, he goes, God, I think this might be the last year that I'm going to be able to beat him one on one. And I think lots of fathers, you, you go through that and it's humbling. You like it, but it's like, God, my kid's going to be better than me. And, uh, you know, he, he became that way. Uh, we had a lot of laughs on this show. Uh, Ruben Bronte, it's one of the greatest nicknames ever. Uh, because for those of you who don't know, he, um, he been covering the league a long time, and when he went to pick up his media accreditation in Toronto, uh, they, instead of saying Robin Brownlee, it said Ruben Bronte. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's what it was. And, uh, you know, to me it was, uh, uh, you know, it, it was amazing that, uh, you know, the, the love that he shared for, for his, his wife and, and boys and his extended family and... He uh, he will be deeply missed by all of us here at Sports 1440. Um, lots of people uh, around town, I can tell you. Um, you know, as, as I, I call them Rubes and Bronte all the time, you know, like he used to co-host way more on the show. He's been on the show for over 17 years. And, uh, you know, if, if you got to know Robin, like once you were in his inner circle, it was great. He He had, he was very leery originally to people. And a lot of that stemmed because, you know, his father abandoned him and and you don't lose that. It doesn't just erase. Right. So that was, that was, there was a hard shell from Robin there. And we had talked about him many times, but you know, when you got to know him, he was very genuine. He was a very, very loyal friend. He would, uh, he would stand up for anybody, not just verbally, physically, if need be, not so much in his later years, but when he was a young buck for sure. And he, uh, he really enjoyed being on the radio. He loved writing in Orders Nation. He loved the interaction. Not all of it, like anybody, but uh, most of it, right? Uh, he really actually made him laugh and smile when people would see him at the grocery store or other places and be like, hey, Bronte, hey, Rubes. He uh, he really enjoyed that. that uh, so a lot of you, um, well, maybe you didn't know it at the time. It really, uh, it really made his day a lot of the times. And so, uh, you know, our... Uh, there's not much else I can say. Um, this is going to be a hard show, but life can be hard at times. It's not nearly as hard as it is for the Short family and the Brownlee family right now. I can tell you that. So hug your kids. Hug your dad. Hug your granddad. Your wife. Because you never know. 
Rubes, we knew that, um, remember a few weeks ago when I asked Robin a question on air? I can't remember what I asked about it, but this answer didn't, didn't make any sense, Connor. And we were like, what the hell's going on? Well, it turns out <laughs> Rubes hearing aid, like basically died during the interview. So he couldn't hear what I was saying. He was guessing because what happened, Robin had a tumor in his ear. He was actually scheduled to, to go for surgery. Um, later this month or early, no, early next month, he was scheduled to go for surgery and uh, he was going to get it removed. Now he was a little concerned about it because, uh, the, the surgery where it had it in his ear, the tumor was, was very close to his brain. And so there was obviously going to be some potential risks to it. And uh, I remember him and I having a conversation with it. And you know what? The, the thing I really respect about Robin was he wasn't, uh, he wasn't afraid to, to talk about when he was scared. Which I think, you know what, it's funny. For for many generations, they wanted men not to talk about their feelings. Which I really feel for those men, because that would have been hard. It really would be. But now, thankfully, we're at a time where, uh, you know what, it's encouraged to talk about your It takes a lot more strength to talk about your feelings and show you're vulnerable than it is to bottle it up. It isn't always fun, trust me. I'm like a crier. God, I don't like it. But sometimes it just happens. And um, the... Uh, when when um when Robin and I spoke about it, he, he got choked up just because he was he was worried about you know Sam and Michael and Annalyn, and I just hope Sam, Michael, and Annalyn that, that you know you made Robin's life so much better. He was such a happier human being with you in his life, and uh, I know he's gone now, and you will miss him dearly. But I hope you know that you made his life so much more enjoyable. And Sam and Michael, he will uh, he will always be there in your sports and your music. So remember that. And our deepest condolences. We will uh, we'll take a break. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm not going to try to shy away from the emotion today. It's hard. It's surprising. It's raw. It's not what I expected today. Bo John, who is a mentor to me, and Robin, who is a really good friend. And uh, I know for many of you, John impacted your life. A lot of you loved Ruben's uh, opinions and read them and listened to him on the show, and it's uh, it's hard. So you know, we will talk about the orders and the Red Wings for sure. Orders trying to tie franchise record again tonight, uh, ninth consecutive win. Some days there's uh, bigger things in life to, uh, to discuss. So uh, we'll get to all of that. And more when we return on the uh, the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Two twenty two Thursday afternoon on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, welcome back. On uh, it's, a, it's a sad day, but uh, also I think it's going to be a, a great day as we get to uh, talk about and honor uh, two men that had a big impact on, on my life and impacted your lives in a lot of different ways. Um, uh, John Short, uh, passed away, uh, earlier today at the, uh, at the age of 86, uh, passed away peacefully with his wife, Marta, by his side. And, uh, very unexpectedly, um, our colleague and, and co-host Robin Brownlee had, uh, had, uh, had a heart attack early this morning and, uh, and passed away. Um, Anna Lynn and, uh, Michael and Sam were there. And, uh, for that, I'm, uh, very grateful. Uh, but you know what? Hey man, uh, sometimes uh, the world works in mysterious ways. Um, speaking of colleagues, uh, you used to work to, together with this guy, uh, John's son, Michael, um, as he told me when he came up and tapped on the window, says everybody deals with things differently. 
Um, I needed to go for a walk, but it's too damn cold to go outside for a walk. So I came to the mall to walk and then realized that we were uh, doing our show from here. And uh, Michael stopped in studio. <laughs> Michael, obviously, uh, you know, my, my deepest condolences to your dad. Uh, he was a wonderful man, um, as you would you can attest. But uh, so tell me you know, about your dad and just kind of because you got into your own show, Let's Go Outdoors, which right. was very much, you know, an outdoor show for and, you know, and uh, very, very different. Like I used to bug John like, hey, Johnny, ever going on Michael's show? No, no, there's not much I can add on that show. As Dad would say, uh, he liked to drive through the outdoors. <laughs> he, he, he didn't, he wasn't one for uh, strapping on the hiking boots and, and going for a walk. But I'll tell you, we did a lot of walking together. Um, I remember as a, as just a, a really young kid that uh, Dad would hoist me up on his shoulders and whatever golf tournament he happened to be covering in the summer, I was I was riding along. Um, we took a holiday together to uh, San Diego, and we must have walked miles uh, through the downtown core. And then I had a burning desire to go play Torrey Pines, and uh, Dad was my caddy. And uh, uh, moments like that were were so. Yeah. Um, he was your caddy. He was my caddy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was terrible at golf selection, but <laughs> club selection, but, <laughs> but he, he tried his best. And, uh, no, um, there were some definitely, um, you know, beyond the, um, the, the sports element that everybody, and I have to say a big thank you to everyone that's been commenting, sharing stories. Oh, I'll tell you, it just warms the heart to, to get that kind of, feedback on on what what uh john meant to to everybody um but yeah uh, you know father and son um always an interesting relationship um so but he was always a just like with you jason and others uh, he was such a such a supporter for me when I started off. I mean, I, I went to Nate, Radio and Television Arts, and then, you know, went off to Moose Jaw. In fact, in Moose Jaw, I would submit stories, <laughs> much to the uh, dismay of the, the station manager at CHAB that I was feeding um, sports stories to Dad's sports talk show at the time <laughs> in the early 80s. Um, uh, Stan would come in and say, just remember who's paying your bills. <laughs> and so... Uh, that was always, that was always fun, but he was such a, yeah, he really encouraged me and, and, um, you know, just throughout my entire career, um, I, I just, uh, yeah, think so much of what he's done. It was unique because uh, John was so great. Like as much as he loved pro sports, he loved amateur sports. Arguably, maybe even more. Right? He loved covering amateur sports. And you know, back when the papers actually cared and wrote, wrote about the amateur sports, he wrote a ton of stuff uh, on on so many you know swimmers, you know, high school basketball, university. Like you know, he, he loved university, and that's really you know why we talk a lot of amateur sports because I kind of grew up listening to John with that, and I was like, yeah, like he treated amateur sports the same as pro, which is great. And, um, you know, was it, how, how, was it unique for you at times? Because so many people, you know, they, like, they knew your dad, but they didn't really know your dad. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. was that to, to handle sometimes as a son of somebody in a, in a small market like Edmonton, really, who was, who was, kind of a big deal yeah it to be honest at times it was darn right annoying we, <laughs> we would often go for for lunch at the uh, blue willow or another oh, the blue an, willow. another God, love that another uh, uh restaurant or whatever and i don't think there was ever a lunch that he and i actually sat through without somebody coming up to him and asking him hey what do you think the uh 
the Oilers are going to do or the Esks or whatever. I mean, th- that was a, a constant, um, a constant thing. But, uh, no, you're right. Uh, but I'll tell you another thing though. Um, as passion, the passion that he had for sports was, was certainly there. But, I'll say most of our time when we were together, we talked politics. Oh, I know. And and we were Ooh. we were so diametrically opposed <laughs> in terms of where our political views were, which which was fun. Dad was a real student of of politics. He covered, in fact, um, to my knowledge, we're the only father and son team that that covered the provincial. Uh, at the provincial legislature, Dad was not at the same time, of course, but yeah. uh, Dad was with Canadian Press and and the Journal and did a fair amount of um, political reporting. And then later in down the line, I came in and, at News Radio and and uh, was the bureau chief uh, at the Ledge as well. So, uh, to me, I in many regards consider consider Dad a political animal oh, as much as anything. Trust me. like <laughs> John's discussions on, on politics were like he, I always, I was like, why don't you go cover politics? Like you, you, you probably knew more about that than you did sports. And he knew a lot about sports. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like that's like, he was very passionate about yeah. it, but maybe it's because he was like, eh, well, if I worked around it as much, maybe I'd lose that passion. But God, he, <laughs> he was, uh, he was high the last few years. Oh, it was funny. Some days I just like to, I just like to egg him on sometimes. Yeah. Uh, oh. Cause he was, and, and like anything, as, as you get older, you get maybe a little bit more uh, uh, strong in your views on where you land, but no, you could always, you know, he would always listen to your opposing viewpoint, but it was easy sometimes to get him going. Oh, if I wanted to. <laughs> yep, you you mentioned our favorite prime minister right now, and 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 the oh. the, the stream would not end, Jason. Oh, I'll tell you. But you know, he he spent time with uh, Grant Notley uh, during his uh, political career. Um, John Diefenbaker. Um, I mean, just you name it. He 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 was very much a political animal as well, and it was yeah, um, it's what he lived and breathed in terms of. You know, just being the consummate reporter. I, I just, I never saw him not question something or, or say, oh, I would love to, to sit down and, and talk with somebody like that. It, it, that was on all the time. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he, was, he was very curious and very inquisitive uh, all the time. And you know what? The, the, you know, when I talked to, to, to John, um, Michael Short, John's son, joins us uh, here on Sports 1440. Uh, John uh, passing away peacefully today at the age of uh, 86. That, um, you know what? He said to me, he goes, my mind's still sharp, but my body's just, my body's mm-hmm. slowly deteriorating. And, um, Hard, was it hard to see? Because when I talked, I, I'd seen John. I hadn't seen him in six months. But um, and, and I know that uh, it, you know it. It can be difficult at times. But when he, when I talked to him on the phone, I was just like, "Well, this is the same John Short I've talked to for twenty five years." Yeah, uh, physically, you could really see the um, the transformation. He was always a a fairly tall, lanky guy. He was a heck of a swimmer. Um, I remember when we were living in Trail, and one day he came home and said, "Well, I'm going to swim the Columbia River." And now I don't know if you've ever seen the Columbia River, but this is a big body of water moving pretty darn quick. And sure as heck, he he did the backstroke and crossed the river. Come on, yeah, seriously, it was. <laughs> I mean, that he 
And I never really thought of dad as, as that kind. But I mean, he was a, as a kid, he was an amateur boxer. He, yeah. he you know, I well, mean, him and Shivala, man, he told oh, me some unbelievable stories. Yeah. They grew up together. And, and John always said, he goes, ah, you know, my, my nose isn't big naturally. He got big from being hit a few times. So, you know, like they, they grew up kind of, you know, in his words, like in a pretty tough neighborhood and a pretty tough time. Yeah. I mean, the, the stories of, 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 well, not so much um, George, but but the stories of Dad being around the uh, Detroit neighborhoods and where he wanted to you know, hang out. Why I don't know, but that's kind of where he wanted to be. And um, uh, he was he was a scrapper. He didn't, you know. And unfortunately, there was another side. Uh, the the alcohol played a role. Yeah. Um, and and that mixture was yeah, pretty flammable at times. Yeah, 1987 was the uh, I think the last time that uh, that he drank. Um, I think that's what he may have been even earlier than that. Earlier than that? yeah, because okay. I, I think he told me it was when he was on air. Yes, once, and I was I think it was 87. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong on the date, right. but um, I, I know it, it was funny. Like when he stopped, he just stopped. Right. Yeah. And um, he was stubborn. He I, was very he, stubborn. You know, when he had something there that he wanted to achieve, that's what he did. And. Uh, Kudos. I mean, I let's face it. He was cut from the old school and old school broad uh, reporters. They that's where they went after uh, covering the event, whether it was political or sports related. They went to the bar and uh, he he was he was certainly cut from that cloth. And uh, to just literally quit cold. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. And to stay that way for the balance of his life, um, that's, that's a remarkable achievement. Uh, one last one for you, Michael. Yeah. I really appreciate you stopping in today. Um, John Short, of course, he was a broadcasting legend to a lot of people, but he was your dad. What, uh, what are you going to remember most about your father? I think driving from, from Toronto when we moved to Trail. Um, we took a car, uh, myself, my mom, and, and my sisters, and I can remember long stretches driving through the states. We took the northern state route okay. and hanging over the back seat. I mean, <laughs> before seat belts, and <laughs> yeah. and everyone else was asleep in the car except for Dad and myself. And we just we talked about everything and and. Um, Stopping for burgers and milkshakes. That's all I ate. (laughs) And dad, you know, accommodated that at every stop. And and I think that's probably one I'll I'll take along with me. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a wonderful memory. Um, Mike, thank you so much for for stopping by today. I know it's a a tough day, but also it's a celebration of a wonderful life for John. 86 years, and man, he accomplished a lot. And, you know, my my deepest condolences to you and Aaron, of course, your whole families, uh, the grandkids, and of course to Marta. Yeah, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate this and and the tribute you paid to Dad. That's why I stopped in. I caught you on 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 my app, and I just well, I was here, and I just thought, well, what the heck? Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. That is uh, Michael Short, uh, John's uh, son. Of course, you know Michael from uh, Let's Go Outdoors for many years. Uh, avid outdoorsman, and um, you know what? Uh, John was uh, was really well, he's the first. Like sports talk show host in all of Canada, if you look at it. And he, and he was amazing at what he did. He was, you know, and he was a writer first and then just kind of became into radio. He's ultra talented, uh, excellent reporter. Uh, you know, had some very memorable lines that many of you have texted in today. You know, everybody has the, uh, the democratic right to be wrong. <laughs> 
Oh, he had some funny lines, and John was pretty patient, but every now and then, oh, God, the best was when he'd finally lose it on someone. Oh, so funny. Uh, it was a really good time. So if you have any memories you want to share, 833-401-1440 uh, with John Short. Um, it's... You know, it's a tough day today because, you know, two guys who have, have impacted sports fans in a lot of ways. And, and I think as a sports fan, like I know for me, I didn't know John until I worked with him. But, man, I knew I felt like I knew John because I read his articles. I listened to his show for years before I ever met him. And uh, Robin Brownlee, uh, of course, uh, started writing for the Edmonton Journal in 1989, uh, came to Edmonton, was for the Edmonton Journal, the Edmonton Sun, and, of course, has been at uh, Orders Nation since 2008 and has written, you know, thousands and thousands of articles, uh, you know, hosted our show. And, uh, unfortunately, Robin uh, also, uh, passed away. His, his, his lovely wife, Annalyn, sent me a, a note today that, uh, Robin's now in heaven. And, um, we'll talk about Rubes. Um, we're going to be joined by, uh, Bag Milk from, uh, Orders Nation, uh, who joins us now. Bag Milk, how you doing, my man? Tough day. Really tough day, Gregor. I, uh, I feel for you. I feel for the shorts. I feel for Annalyn and the Brownleys. It's a tough day for Edmonton sports. That really is. And uh, you know what? I, I like to celebrate their life like Robin was a, you know what? The, Robin can be crusty at times, right? Uh, he wasn't the most patient guy, just like myself. But the more you got to know Robin, you really you knew what was there under that, that gruff exterior. Was it was a real soft guy who cared and loved his family immensely. Um, tell me kind of your first impression, because really Brownlee was, he was the first real writer at Orders Nation. Weathers Nation isn't what it is today, nor is the Nation Network without Brownlee. And, Gregor, correct me if I'm wrong, I would also argue that there's no way you get involved with Weathers Nation if Brownlee hadn't been there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, to me, I look at it in a couple of different ways. Like, I was day-to-day with Brownlee for the last 10 years, and the guy taught me so much in all kinds of aspects of life. But like he said... Sometimes you'd get crusty Robin and he'd call me and he'd chew me out about spelling mistakes in his titles or I used the wrong picture or sometimes, heaven forbid, there were a couple of times, Gregor, over the years, uh, to answer the question, he posted over 2,000 articles at Oilers Nation. Wow. Uh, a couple of times over the years where I would accidentally post his article under my handle or an incorrect handle. And let me tell you. He would light me up for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, but it was only because he cared as much as he did. And he was just, he was my favorite sports writer and it's a tough day for, for Oilers Nation, for all of us. And he was just so much fun to deal with over the last 10 years. Cause like you said, once you got past the crusty exterior and once you got past the, the snarky comments that would come your way, you kind of figured out that was his love language. And if he was teasing you and making fun of you, that means he actually liked you. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah, tough day. I was, I was just talking to him yesterday. So very, very shocking news when you call me today. Yeah, it's um, and that's probably the hard part. We have a lot of listeners that are like Carden. Uh, you know, Robin was on the show on Monday, and um, you know, we we're talking about the orders, and you know, I thought for sure they'd be in Chicago, and you know what, uh, I was looking forward to to where they were going. It's um, you know, it, it shows you how quickly life can change. Uh, for sure, you know, to to me, really, I, I I remember a lot of his articles, but the ones that stand out were the ones he always wrote about it, uh, him and Sam. They shared their birthday, August sixteenth, and of course, Sam was uh, for any of our listeners that don't know, Sam was born incredibly premature, uh, three months, as Robin said when he was born, he literally could fit him in his hand, and um, you know, Anna Lynn had had. Uh, 
every day they because obviously the the more he could stay uh, in, inside his mom, the better his chances were to survive outside afterwards. And finally, you know, she was getting so sick that they they had to to uh, to bring Sam into the world, and and he survived and and thrived, and that was really the pride and joy. Um, like, you know, Brownlee before it used to be his cars, but, uh, you know, then it became his boys and, and really Sam, I think, you know, seeing, I remember Robin telling the story, he goes, you know what? I'm not really a religious guy, but I'll tell you, man, I was down on my knees crying. I uh, goes and praying to the Lord that, uh, or whoever out there would, uh, would save his son. And it did. And it really, like, it really kind of changed Robin. I felt that the last, you know, many years, um, you know, he, he became a different person. His priorities were family first and it was very noticeable, even in his writing. Yeah, 100%. I looked very much forward to his tributes to Sam every year. Um, They're still all available on the website. We're going to do some recaps of some of Robin's best. We'll definitely include some of those in there. But uh, one of my favorite phone calls I ever had with him was he was talking about Sam and obviously very, very proud of his boy. And the day, though, Gregor, you know, you've got a a little man yourself, so I know it's coming for you too. But the day when they were playing some basketball out on the driveway, (laughs) And Sam started to handle the business against his old man. And all of a sudden, it wasn't gimmies anymore for the boy. It wasn't, I'm going to let you win because that's what a good dad does. It's, oh, now I can't win because you're just better. And he was very proud of that moment. I remember that conversation because it was just, he was beaming. Yeah. And uh, he just really did care about about his family so much. And he cared about writing so much. He cared about Oilers Nation. He cared about what people thought. He cared about what people were thinking. He just, he was dialed into what we did and he was dialed in as a family man and I just really really enjoyed him he was uh I learned a lot from him like I said over the last 10 years and I'm very very grateful to get to know him a little bit well, Mike uh, Bagmouk, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, and, and I very much look forward to the to the tributes that people are going to be able to read uh, from Robin's uh, stuff over the years at Orders Nation. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're going to get some stuff together because, like I said, he wrote 2,000 articles. Uh, we're we're going to dig into the traffic. We're going to dig into what was some of his best, and we're going to put some stuff out here over the next coming days. Uh, we're going to try and figure out what that looks like. Real-life podcast today, uh, we did a little uh, – we're going to do a little tribute to Robin as well uh, with Monier on there as well. So, obviously, one of the founders of Voyage Nation got plenty of great Robin stories as well, so you want to listen to that. We're going to have a lot of Bradley content coming. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um. I'm going to read this and we'll, we'll go to quick break. Um, I just, Robin had a, a, he was a great wordsmith. He had a, a great ability to intertwine as he became a father and a parent sports and, uh, and, and parents. So I, here's one I remember. This was a, not, I remember cause I looked it up today. Um, when Sam was five, he was talking about it. And, and these are Robin's words. I'm convinced Sam is going to be a brilliant student. A popular kid and one day some manner of money-making machine or big-time contributor society. Maybe both when he grows up. What parent doesn't want and hope for that? There's every possibility, though, he'll fall short of that expectation. He might be a slacker, a sports writer even. Well, I'm waiting to find out. I've dealt with a record number of timeouts during junior high kindergarten. It got to the point this year that it was news when Sam didn't get a timeout for failing to listen or playing too rough. The best laugh a group of parents waiting outside the classroom got this year was when Sam bounded out the door and proclaimed proud as please, as you please, dad, dad, I didn't get a timeout today. Guffaws. <laughs> and then uh, this other one, and we'll take a break, was a really good one. Guys, people, and these are Robin's words again. People often draw parallels between sports and real life. 
Some of them are reach, I suppose. That might, this might qualify as that, but when I look back at the past five years, I see common themes between being Sam's dad and the relationship fans in this city have with the orders. For me, those themes include things like expectations, patience, and something I'll simply call enjoying the moment. Being new to fatherhood, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't have a template to go by. I was so late to the dad game. Most of my friends are grandparents now, and I wasn't exactly paying attention when their kids were toddling about. I've had to learn as I go. That process continues. You ask friends, you read, you fake it. Best guess stuff a lot of the time. Likewise, I'm not convinced there's any template for GM Steve Tambellini to go by when it comes to building a successful hockey team, despite all the talk about the Chicago model or the Detroit model. Concepts, trends, sure. But there's a lot of variables. Might I get it right with Sam? I hope so. Although I'm put off that I still haven't figured out what prompted him to kick me in the groin that time at the checkout stand in the supermarket. (laughs) I don't expect it'll happen again, but I can't say for sure. Sort of like Chris Pronger announcing he'd rather get gone after the 2006 Stanley Cup run or Sheldon Surrey lighting Tambellini and the orders on fire two springs ago. I recovered considerably I covered considerably quicker than the orders, now five years out of the playoffs half. A good kid, like building a team, isn't paint by numbers. Well written, Robin. I will, uh, I will miss reading your words, and I will really miss hearing your voice. Um, and uh, everybody will miss you. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, a really inspiring story. My goodness, it's emotional first hour, but a really inspiring story with a father who is uh, making the memories of his child live on. That's coming up next on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 248 Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, welcome back to The Jason Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Orders are in Detroit looking for their ninth consecutive win against the Detroit Red Wings. Of course, uh, today, though, sports sometimes, uh, as always, uh, takes a little bit of a backseat to life. I'll tell you right now, though, I will be looking forward to watching the game and uh, and thinking about John Short and, and Robin Brownlee, two people who uh, covered sports uh, very well in the city for a long, long time, and uh, both of them uh, passing away. Uh, earlier today, John, at the age of uh, 86, passed away peacefully uh, with uh, Marta by his side. Uh, Robin had an unexpected uh, heart attack uh, early this morning. Uh, Anna Lynn and Sam and, and Michael were with him uh, when he passed. And, and our deepest condolences to the, the Shorts and the, and the Brownlee family and to, to all the people that worked with him. I know it's a tough day here at Sports 1440 in Orders Nation. Uh, when you lose a colleague who, who everybody got along with, it's uh, it's definitely tough. Um and, uh, but I'll tell you, you know what, our next guest is going to know all about that because uh, we're going to get to our big guest of the day now. Brought to you by Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment, an innovative market leader across Western Canada. And they just wanted to uh, extend uh, from JJ and the LaCalp brothers and everybody, extend their condolences to uh, the Short and uh, Brownlee families as both of them uh, covered uh, amateur sports and uh, knew the importance of, uh, of junior A hockey and, and other sports. So that's uh, Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment. And uh, we are joined now. By the uh, the freezing father, and oh my goodness, is this ever fitting on a day where it was minus 27 overnight. It's going to be even colder, minus 41, they're talking about uh, this morning. Uh, Peter Burgess, the uh, freezing father, uh, joins us now. Uh, Peter, how are you doing? Are you are you frozen yet? Uh, not, not quite frozen, but, uh, uh, you know, enjoying a nice sunny day. Uh, uh, the sun's not doing a lot of heating, but uh, it's 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 a good day, Jason, and 
and uh, I know a bit of a sad day, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Well, hey, you know, to, uh, Peter, for, for some of our, our listeners new here on Sports 1440, uh, you know, we're very honored that uh, you join us every year to talk. Uh, it's amazing what you're doing. So first of all, before we get to what you're doing, let's talk about why you're doing it. Well, Jason, uh, uh, in 2007, uh, my, my daughter took very suddenly ill. Um, and uh, she was taken to the emergency in, in the uh, University of Alberta Hospital. And, and uh, the doctors and nurses worked on her there, and, and she was taken to the Stollery uh, ICU. And uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, after about seven hours, uh, 11 o'clock that night, they told us that Elan uh, was was brain dead and that um, that uh, she they were now treating us as a family uh, they were going to continue to work on Elan but but their focus now was uh, was my wife Candace myself and and most importantly my seven year old son Ben um, pretty tough day oh yeah so Ben was seven. Uh, his younger sister, uh, Ellen, was five. And um, so, you know, to try to explain to a seven-year-old, for any of our listeners out there, imagine that, how how, how challenging that is to tell a young boy that his baby sister uh, is, is no longer coming home. And so, Peter, uh, you started this a few years ago, The Freezing Father, where to, to raise money every year, you camp outside. And it, it's not like all of a sudden you got the weather report this week and say, ah, you know what? Maybe we'll push it off a week. No, no, no. You're, you've been out there and like the worst. We have had the most balmy winter on record. The December, the greatest December we've ever had as far as warmth. And now January comes. And I guess it was like, well, you know what? We want Peter to live up to his name, the freezing father, because you're out there uh, for a week camping outside. Yeah, Jason. And, and uh uh, the people at Edmonton are going to start hating me because it, it seems that every year I do this, uh, we we run into a cold snap. Uh, uh, pretty frosty last night, I have to say. Um, <laughs> uh, sleeping bag on a or zipper on a sleeping bag went kind of haywire, and uh, uh, it was a little bit of cold air coming through, but uh, but we made it fine, and and uh, you know. It, a little hardship, but all you need to do is walk to the stallery and see those brave kids, and and you know they're going through some some real world stuff and and some really adult stuff, and uh, and uh, you know the the staff there is amazing. They they you know of course the medical staff is is top notch, and but. Uh, they they have what's called a family centered care model there, and and that means that your whole family, uh, the psychologists, the social workers, the chaplains, they surround you with support. And so, you know, uh, the most terrifying time of my life, and uh, but at the same time, I I was surrounded by love, and and we were supported. And, and uh, we're forever grateful for that. So, uh, the Stollery has done things for us, and that's that's why I'm out here is just to try to try to give a little bit back and 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 raise some money, but also raise the profile of of you know 
the incredible hospital that we have right here in Edmonton. Um, best of the best. And uh, and you raise money. Is it is the easiest way just to go to freezingfather.org? Is that where they, the best way to make the donation? Absolutely, Jason. If they go to freezingfather.org and uh, there's a there's a green donate button and that'll take you to the Stollery website and and you can donate from there. And uh, a lot of people leave messages and and uh, so I I read them while I'm down here and that uh, that gets me through the. The, the cold. Now, if people want to bring you hot chocolate or coffee or anything, can they do it? Where Where are you situated at? If somebody's out there driving around, like this guy is outside all night here, man, I might have got to get him some hot pockets or something. Uh, where can they come visit you? I'm in in Rainbow Valley Campgrounds, site 29. It is a bit harder to get to than uh, than usual. Uh, you you have to walk uh, a distance to get down here, but. Uh, um, and I got to say, uh, coffee's great, but uh, too much coffee. Yeah, no, not good. <laughs> in the middle of the night, that's a bad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so in an ideal world, what would Peter Burgess, the freezing father, like what would be the greatest gift other than a donation uh, to get if somebody decided to come and surprise you? Boy, you know what? Uh, I I always enjoy meeting little kids who've been in the scholarly uh-huh. and, and also fathers who have been through some tough times and and uh you know we're we're in a club that nobody wants to be in but uh but just to 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 meet people and that's the get up, gift I get is is stories and uh, fellowship and uh it's uh it's it's a great thing to meet somebody who has a has a really positive story but um, some people have tough ones too, and they need they need a place to go to tell, tell those. So I love how you say that, Peter, because I think for you know for fathers and men at times, you know, for so many years it's been like, you know, and it's getting better, but it's still not necessarily the greatest, in my humble opinion. At the times, you know, fathers are undervalued still, and how they're portrayed in society on shows and lots of other places. And uh, you know, there, there's more men speaking out, and, and lots of good fathers. And you know what? Uh, you can still be a great father. Um, you know, you, you lose one child, but you still got to be a dad uh, to your son. How, how's Ben doing? How's how are you and your, your wife Candace? How how is it being? Like I know it never gets easier, but how is it being kind of a? What would be the best advice you could give, or best might be the wrong word to 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 any father out there uh, after they lose a child? My my best advice, Jason, is uh, is you know you have to you have to be strong and 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 you have to keep on going. But if you do not deal with the feelings that that are are deep down. Uh, like I didn't, uh, they come back. And, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, um, I was dealing with some, with some emotions that, uh, that, that I just, you know, I, I felt, I felt that I needed to put on the brave face. And it's not a, you know, we gotta cry, we gotta grieve, uh, you, you gotta get through that and, and, People do it in different ways. Dads do it in different ways. But but my best advice is let it come. 
that dealing with the emotion rather than, you know, you got to accept it, you got to face it, you probably got to cry, maybe you got to go outside and yell, uh, whatever it takes, but, uh, because it's, it's, it's not just going to go away, right? Uh, you, you, you got to deal with it, you, you got to face it head on. And, uh, for you now then, Peter, maybe, uh, you know, you push it aside a bit. How, how are you doing now? How is it, uh, like obviously there's still pain, but is it, is it more manageable or are you, are you much better off now than you were a few years ago? Oh, Jason, I'm, I, I've, I've made a lot of, of uh, progress in the last while, and and uh, you know, like you said, it's never gonna it's never gonna get good. Um, but uh, and I still think of my little girl every day. But I also, you know, I look at my son Benjamin and the, and the, the great man he's become, and and uh, uh, you know, the darkness comes in some days, and and and. I, I wouldn't want it to be any other way. I don't want to forget, but uh, I just I just let it come now, and uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's a much brighter existence for me, which is which is nice. Uh, once again, you can go to freezingfather.org. That's where you can, uh, make your donation, uh, to, to help out. Uh, and what, what I love about, uh, about this, um, is, uh, who, who you're helping out, of course. It's, it's for the, uh, the nurse. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's really an honor of the nurses, right, in the in the, uh, in the PICU and the ICU and, and all them that, that try to make it. And you guys have such a beautiful story on, uh, on, on, your, on your page about just, you know, what the what the nurses meant and how they just even playing certain music at a time that just they they knew when to play the music to soothe you and allowed you to talk to Ellen and then Ellen excuse me and 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 say goodbye in and like in in a moment that I can't even imagine how challenging that would be you had people who had the empathy to make it somewhat bearable you know and and Jason uh, one of those nurses uh, got in touch with me today 
Really? Isn't that just amazing? Wow. Yeah, I would guess as a nurse, you probably don't forget that, man. Like, that's a lot to have to carry for those nurses because they see some tough stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm tearing up, Jason, but but that is is meaningful uh, when somebody reaches out like that. Um, It's... uh, I don't know how they do the job they do, but they they they're amazing, caring people, and and uh, uh, they're you, you don't. I wouldn't have got through that situation without without the nurses and 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 the other support staff. It just wouldn't have happened, and uh, they do it with such grace and and. Uh, you know, it's 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 uh, they're giving, and and um, and I am forever grateful. Well, Peter, I know all the nurses are grateful. It's always it's always nice when someone uh, goes out of their way to acknowledge other people and, and what they've done. And uh, this is now your fifth year doing it. Uh, when you're done, you'll be up over 840 hours uh, freezing outside, and I think the average temperature has been around minus 20. In those years, you definitely don't pick the easy weeks uh, to do this. And man, best of luck because tonight's probably going to be the worst. You're done tomorrow at six p.m. Correct? I'm done tomorrow at six, and uh, I'm done. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I I'm not looking forward to tomorrow morning, but uh, uh, we'll get through it. And and uh, and six o'clock, it's time for the shower and bed. Oh man, like do you take a shower? Or do you have a, a like a hot bath when you get well, home? Actually, I do both, Jason, because <laughs> I, I I smell like a forest fire. <laughs> you kind of got to kind of got to hose hose me down, and then yeah. I take a big bath. So it's uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Oh man! Well, Peter, uh, as always, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, uh, your wife Candace sent me a, a really nice email outlining a lot of the, the stuff that you do, and I think it's great. Uh, happy to hear that uh, your family and Ben and everybody is doing you know as, as best as you can in, in these in these circumstances, and that uh, you keep your daughter's uh, memory alive. And more importantly, uh, keep saying thank you to those who made a tough situation uh, bearable. So once again, for anybody out there you want to help out, because I always say this about the stallery: no one wants to go there. But my goodness, when you do, you are so thankful that it's there. And uh, and Peter and his family can uh, attest to how great it is and the staff and what they do to help make some just awful situations much, much better. So you can go to freezingfather.org. Right on the front page, you'll see the green button. Click Donate Now, and you can make your donation there today to uh, to help out the Stollery uh, in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Thanks so much, Peter. Have a great day. Stay warm. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. Thanks so much for your support. Um, that is uh, Peter Burgess, the uh, freezing father. Oof, he's living up to his name this year. Minus 41 tonight. Are you joking? <laughs> Brutal. That is chilly. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, Terry. Ryan is going to uh, join us. Uh, Speck's going to join us later on. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, you know, the, the unfortunate news today, uh, the passing of uh, two sport legends in our community, John Short, uh, Robin Brownlee, our, our co-host on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, unfortunately passed away this morning uh, with an unexpected and sudden heart attack. Here's a Connor Halley Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, no payments, no interest for one year in your furnace. Trust me, you do not want it to break down right now. So, And if it does, call them today. No overtime charges at LegacyHeating.ca. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.